Her daily routine has nurtured a little ritual which keeps her heart warmed and her mind in delight. She might have to type away innumerable symbols for this article on the most festive outdoorings in the city due tomorrow, or she might need to find places for hundreds of hand-drawn illustrations in the book layout of Maria Parr's Waffle Hearts. Regardless, despite, no matter. She takes time, somewhere between the hiss of the morning cattle and the buzz of the afternoon emails, to make herself a cup of coffee. More precisely, a mug of coffee, because she was bestowed with innate generosity and... Cradling a robust, heavy mug makes her feel so much at home and as if so much in Finland. She's certain the Finns must be drinking boiling hot coffee or tea from huge patterned mugs with thick borders and pretzel-like handles. I have to go to Finland to test this theory. She never thought of coffee as of a potion full of cunning nutrients and naughty minerals, ignoring any theories about its either benign or malicious powers. Coffee gives warmth and comfort, and that is all she needs to know. It is Tuesday 11.16, time displayed in chunky digits in the oven. The cinnamon perfume still lingers from the crumbled memory of yesterday's carrot loaf. She pulls open the door of a lower cupboard and takes out a small pot, slightly scratched on its shiny turquoise surface. She steers her eyes towards the top open shelf and freezes, warmly, as if looking at a Dutch Renaissance to life painting of crockery. Selecting a mug is an incredibly important task. While it remains quite unlikely to palpably affect the course of her life, the choice will play on the strings of her feeling of beauty. She slightly beams, picturing herself seated at her desk, holding this shiny lilac mug dotted with whirling painted blackberries. She remembers the rainy afternoon in Dijon when this mug joined her collection, not yet on a shelf, but in her travel backpack. It is a beautiful mug, just not the one for an autumnal morning which rustles through the origami trees of the color of honey and orange marmalade. She shifts her eyes slightly to the right, she has never liked dipping her photographs into black and white filter, even if it feels stylistically right. Life is colorful, why stripping it of its vibrance? The only objects in black and white that have leapt into her possession are a pile of documents from the administrative authorities and a mug from the sunny July Berlin. This mug is painted in white and is vertically striped in wavering black lines. It has the most gingerbread-like rectangular handle, thick and sturdy, she usually brings the brimming mug gingerly to her lips in a shaking hand, as this very handle resists any attempts of hers to tightly wrap her fingers around. It is a lovely mug, just not the one for a grey autumnal sky which is hanging low brushing the colorful bricks and tiles. She moves her eyes further to the right. There comes the mystery of her collection, the femme fatale. She knows neither the age nor the birthplace of this mug, because it was left behind by the owner of this apartment. The day after her move-in, she found it mingling between the glass jars of pasta locks and curls in one of the cupboards. The mystery woman it is addressed only for the lack of biographical information, for its looks it should be regarded as no more than a playful young lady. The mug is white and is sprinkled with watercolor splashes of blue paint all around its surface, on the outside, on the inside, and even on the handle, the roundest handle in the history of the craft of crockery like a perfect thick hoop earring, which the mystery woman would wear only under the will of her own home 
and with which the young lady would decorate herself to flee to her day classes. When you drink from this mug, first you watch the glistening surface of the drink, but as you are about to finish, your eyes discern a blurred shadow on the bottom, and gradually a red heart appears from under the last drops. It is a soulful mug, just not the one for the crisp autumnal air which is sliding into the room through a widely open window. She turns her gaze to the ultimate left, her eyes gliding along the mugs of which the stories she has just refreshed in her memory. Her face breaks into a too wide, toothy smile as she rises on her toes and stretches her arm to reach that mug. An exceptionally ordinary and modest mug in her collection, of a regular cylindrical shape, with a normal half-round handle. It is of bright ginger color and is painted all over in white leafy patterns, simple ones composed of flecks and dashes, like the gingerbread icing. The patterns are tangible enough for you to feel them on her warming palm as you hold the mug. She was laughing too loudly and joking too indiscreetly, poorly balancing on her rented skates a few weeks less than a year ago. Earlier they were trembling of cold, wrapped in scarves which were then partly sodden, partly covered in ice. To warm up, they treated themselves to heavy mugs of hot-spiced grape juice, which did its job and even overdid. The guy, the vendor, gave the mug to her as she finished the drink. For her good sense of humor, he said. She was refusing theatrically for a moment, already in her mind deciding on what drink she would pour first in it. What was that first drink? She doesn't remember any longer, and she will compensate for the lost memory now. She pours the water into the mug, and from the mug into the pot, and places it on a hob. She turns the switch. The kitchen feels ample as she opens another cupboard specially reserved for tea and coffee, and small sweet treats. She has only one coffee package at a time, so as to finish one every two weeks and not let the ground grains lose their pungency. She unfolds the package and plunges a spoon inside. A second later, she is moving the spoon slowly through the air. When two copious spoons of coffee are dissolving into the water, she stirs, watching the color darken and thicken. The caramelly-hued bubbles twinkle here and there. She switches on another hob, just slightly warm. When the foaming brew starts dashing to the top, she turns off the heat and moves the pot, stirs once more and walks up to the window to peek at what the street is up to. A bit of daily curiosity yet unfulfilled by a person who works at home. The trees are honey and mustard, the road is wet and calm, the cool air smells herbal and urban at the same time. She sees the water particles dispersed in the air. It has rained today and it will rain more. I wish my window had lacy curtains like the ones from the past. She would look out from behind them and feel as a character of some movie set either in 1850s Victorian England or in 1930s Vienna, a flexible time span. She returns to the stove where the coffee had just enough time to mature. She lifts both the pot and the mug and prepares to attempt pouring without spilling. Before, she used to do it over the sink, but now, cultish and daring, she plays all in with no cheating. It goes smooth. Clutching a brimming mug, she imprudently dances her way back to the desk. She places the mug beside her laptop, spilling just a tiny bit. 
If the spilling doesn't happen early, it happens later. Rule of the universe. Annoying but charming. She wipes it away with a napkin and finally sits down. She pushes the chair closer to the desk so that its arms hide underneath the top. She takes the mug in both hands, ignoring the handle and slightly burning her fingers when pushing too hard. She lifts the mug and gently rubs the brim across her lower lip while smelling apricot? Or rosemary? She feels a ticklish dew forming on the tip of her nose. Peru is indeed a civilization full of unsolvable mysteries. And the mystery of coffee is just another one. What is it? Grape and dark chocolate? Sun-dried peach and baked oats? Oh, I must write about the drink first. Wonderful time of the day to everyone. Thank you for listening to the story today. It means a lot to me. As promised, I'm going to bring you behind the scenes of writing. The idea to dedicate the entire story to coffee came to me in July of this year in Paris. I was sitting at my desk in the rented apartment in the 18th arrondissement and was simply thinking about the coffee I was going to make myself. At that point, I'd been in Paris for five months and finally I discovered some really good places to have coffee, lots of exquisite coffee shops brewing specialty from all over the world. So I was soaking in incredible coffee when out in the city. And once, when walking in the lovely streets, I stumbled upon a roastery where I marveled at the way the vendors would delicately treat their product. It's always mesmeric to watch people who love what they do, who put their heart into their work. It's just marvelous. The roastery is called Brûlerie de Varenne. It's located in the 7th arrondissement, so if you're ever in Paris, you should visit this place. It's magical. They would grind the perfect beans just perfectly for my coffee-making technique at the time, which I described in the story. And then I started drinking good coffee at home, and I was enjoying it very, very much. Basically, that's it. I realized that such a small set of actions was making me smile every day. Immediately after that personal revelation, I started writing. I deliberately didn't define the settings in the story, When I was writing, I wasn't thinking about Paris, so I let you, my listeners, decide yourselves where the action takes place. I should make an Instagram poll disclaimer, there is no right answer. Already in July, I'd been feeling sentimental about autumn and rains, because um, autumn in general seems to me a more interesting season than summer. Uh, It has more character, more tones, more shades to it. I think that the main characters of the story have become the mugs. It was accidental. I just love describing objects, making them feel animate. Every mug except for the last one has an original in real life, which I don't own unfortunately, but hope to one day. And also, I hope that my story has encouraged you to go grab your favorite drink and enjoy this cozy season. That's what I'm going to do now. So have a magical day and salute!